0: So here's the issue. Right now, there are more podcast books and information on fitness than ever, but which ones have the best information? Which ones will help you grow as a person the most? Which ones will get you to the next level in your life? Those are the questions, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Coach Cody Smith, and this is the Create Yourself Podcast. What's going on, you guys, and welcome back to the Curtis Style Podcast. Today, my guest was Jeremiah Baer, and um, what's really cool about Jeremiah is him and I have actually come up inside of the same mentorship with our mentor, Cody McBroom, and it's been pretty cool to sit back and, and to be on the sidelines and, and be on calls with him and, and you know coaching weekends and stuff and to watch his journey and I reached out to him a few weeks ago and asked him if he wanted to come on the show and uh, he agreed to and then here in another week or two I'm going to be going on his but in today's show we jumped in pretty much to his journey as a coach how he found his purpose and and really how to do online coaching right I mean there's a some tidbits in here about nutrition or some tidbits in here about program design but for the most part, this podcast is going to just, you know, help you to find your purpose and to really get to know Jeremiah on a deeper level. He's a great guy. He runs a very successful coaching, um, coaching business online, and uh, it was a great conversation. I'm excited for you guys to hear it. Now, as always, before we jump into the show, I want you to go ahead and take a screenshot on your phone, post on your Instagram story, and then tag both Jeremiah and I in it. He is at Jeremiah Blair on Instagram, and I am at Coach Cody Smith. Do us that favor, post on your story, tag us. And then uh, without any further ado, let's go ahead and get Jeremiah on here and we'll see you on the next show. All right, you guys. Hey, welcome back to the Creature Yourself podcast. Today is an absolute honor. I'm joined by my friend Jeremiah. Uh, him and I have known each other, I'd say, um, I, I got a funny little story that I'll share with you guys uh, as we get into the show today, but we've known each other for a little bit. We're in the same mastermind group with uh, our man, Cody McBroom. And uh, I, f- I finally reached out to him and I was like, man, I'm just going to have Jeremiah on. I feel like we talk about a lot of similar stuff. And then, uh, super funny. We posted a similar piece of content the other day without even noticing. Uh, and I was like, Oh God, I hope he doesn't think I'm, I'm, I'm uh, copying him. Um, but anyways, man, Jeremiah, what's up, dude, how are you doing today? Dude, thank you for having me on. And I have to say it's about time. Seriously. Seriously. <laughs> uh, I, I've really been trying to hit around at people in the mastermind group about, um, having them on the show. Like I had Karan on and then, um, Chaz on, I was like, man, I haven't had Jeremiah on yet. So I'm gonna get on here. No, dude, it's an honor to be here. Um, cool, cool. Uh, so, dude, let's jump into your backstory a little bit. Um, I actually don't know too much of your backstory, um, so I'd love to hear it. I'm gonna totally jump into the listener seat here, but uh, walk us through, like, uh, what's your backstory? How'd you get to where you are now?
1: All right. So, just as far as coaching, uh, my Any training, birth, right.
0: birth till now, you you go, you go for it. I honestly, dude, I I wish I had a better story.
1: I mm-hmm. sound like just such a douche when I tell this story. But right. the thing that originally got me into lifting, um, my junior year of high school, I played football. And before our football, the game's on. on So on Thursday night, like the last practice before the foot Friday football game, the seniors would always like stand up there and give this like super dramatic speech to get everybody pumped up, right? Mm-hmm. And so I remember one time, one of the dudes that was standing out there, he was giving the super serious speech, but he was doing like the the little peck pop the whole time (laughs) and me and my buddy just thought that was the funniest thing ever (laughs) so we were determined like by the time we're seniors we're gonna be able to do that shit so for me that was literally the thing that got me into training nutrition
0: um it's like an epic story like you know like some people are like for me it was like the fat kid story right uh that's awesome (laughs) man so yeah keep going so that
1: was that was what initially kicked it off um then I just, I weirdly just decided that I was going to be a personal trainer, like going into college. My goal was, yeah, I'm going to be a personal trainer someday. Now, granted, I don't, at the time, I didn't realize that I didn't need to get like a four year degree to do that, but mm. it all worked out well. So, um, went to school. I started training people through how, how deep do you want me to get into the story?
0: Well, that, you're doing perfect. You're, You're leading it perfectly.
1: All right. So, Um, started training people towards the end of college. Honestly, when I first started as a trainer, I hated it. Like most of my clients were um foreign exchange students. Not that there's anything at all wrong with that, but Mm -hmm. most of them couldn't speak English. So it was super hard to like convey these ideas that like how to perform a movement. But now in retrospect, like I think that helped me so much as a coach to like figure out all these nonverbal ways to like cue people through different movement patterns, things Mm -hmm. like that. But first couple months like and for me I was very disillusioned and like honestly and I know you've you've seen my growth a lot even over the last couple years for sure very insecure or I was a very insecure like very introverted person at the time I was also very like all through college I was very frustrated with my life I had kind of thought that lifting was eventually the thing like once I got jacked enough that was going to be the thing that like made me happy it was going to make me like myself but up until that point like I was so insecure. I was just really projecting outwards on a lot of people. Um, I was just a really unhappy dude. And I was really figuring out that no matter how jacked I got, that in itself still never made me happy. So this kind of coincided with this realization that like, man, I really like this whole time I've been planning to like somehow build this fitness business, but I really have like, I hate this shit. (laughs) But so then I I was honestly really scared. But had this one client dude named daniel um he came in he signed up for more sessions than people normally did so also most of my clients like being college students could only afford like one training session a month so this dude signed up for multiple sessions a week um and he was crushing it so i remember like there was this one moment he came in he was so stoked because he said and like again he had lost a lot of weight he was so soaked he came in he always shopped at j crew But his words were, I've never been able to buy a pair of pants from J.Crew, despite always shopping there because they don't make clothes for fat people. But he was just able to buy his first pair of pants from Mm J.Crew, which is such a little thing. But for me, that was like the biggest, like, just like a switch flip for me. It was super weird, like, because up until that point, like, truly, I had never, like, it was so hard for me to ever feel motivated. I never pushed myself at anything. I was never a driven person. I just wasn't doing shit except for lifting. And like really, for me that day, it like switched a flip for me. And literally that night, I went home and mapped out like, okay, here's what my five year plan is for. Like, here's what I'm gonna do. Here's what I'm gonna build. I'm gonna train a shit ton of people. And I eventually, have you ever heard of Corey Gregory?
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, so he used to he
0: did a uh, squat every day. He used to be the um, yes sir muscle farm right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Like the the lunges and stuff like that. So at the time I was super into his content. So my plan was like, I am going to coach a shit ton of people for a couple of years. Then I'm going to eventually transition this to into like some type of online business. And that's like my five year plan, which truly for me, like I couldn't ever have even like got myself motivated to sit down and write out a five year plan or anything like that. Right. Like really like ever since then, it was such a little moment. But for me, it was like, Okay, I finally feel like because my whole life before that, and again, like this is this could be such a long backstory, but I always had a very, very hard time like seeing a point to anything or feeling like I had any purpose at all or why there was any reason to try. But like for me, that suddenly gave me so much purpose that like ever since then, for the last what was that six years ago now, I've just been on fire about coaching. So, um, yeah, then eventually, like, transitioned to a big box gym. I trained people for a shit ton. Like, I was there for a couple of years pretty much every day from, well, Monday through Friday from like 6 a.m. till like 8 at night, just trying to train as many people as possible. Um, Then eventually, I started kind of building on my online business in like 2017, 2018. And then, towards for a while there for about a year I was kind of halfway in halfway out so I was working with about five clients I, I mean I had about 5 to probably 8 clients online but I would never the gym was taking up so much of my time that I could never really devote that much to building my online business and I was kind of halfway in halfway out I kind of came to a point where things were getting very tense with the owners of the gym mm-hmm. I kind of got hit with an ultimatum and it was like this position where I had refused to sign a non P and <laughs> did
0: that, did that uh, happen when we um, I feel like I remember you talking about that during the mastermind one time. Was that something that happened so that, when I met you?
1: That no, that was probably like eight
0: months before. Okay. Okay. But
1: that that was actually like the catalyst for me. So I had right before that, like I would say three months before that I started, I hired Cody. So this was like June, 2018. And it was coming to a point where like I had been at the gym. I felt like it was very stagnant. Like I was, I'd been training a lot of people for a long time, but like I was in a relationship that I didn't feel like was a good fit for me. I was in the gym. Like I didn't feel like in any year of my life I was living up to my potential. Like I wasn't in the shape that I knew I should be. I didn't feel like I was practicing what I was preaching to my clients. So it was honestly like the craziest time, dude. Like I just started burning bridges and like doing all this shit. Like, like I hired Cody, um, broke up my girl, quit the gym. Just like, it was so many things. Like, Snap, snap, snap. Um, But yeah, so then it was October 2018 was when things really came to a head with the gym. Um, I thought that, so I refused to sign this non-compete. So I was like, okay, if you guys aren't going to let me do this, I'm just going to take all my in-person clients, go train somewhere else. And they're like, nah, we are going to actually enforce this anyways, because we put this out there. If you try to do this, we're going to sue you, all this stuff. Not not at all like trying to throw dirt on anybody. But for me, it was like, all right, well, fuck, like now I have five online clients like I literally have no option I can't train anybody within like a 30 mile radius of where I'm at Mm -hmm. so I literally have no option but to build my online business which is what I wanted anyway. so that was actually like I tried to go at it a couple months on my own um I was still struggling honestly man like I wasn't picking up that many clients I didn't feel like I was gaining traction so that was when that was when I hired Cody um to do like for the mentorship side of things mm-hmm. so for me that was like that was the scariest investment i made because at the time i was not making hardly any money and like what and you know how much we pay him mm-hmm. like what that was was well over half of what i was making per month so i was like all right literally and I, like my first payment to him it like after the initial one like the next payment to him it bounced my credit card but then like two days later i had gained enough clients that i could like actually pay him mm-hmm. but i was like for me like I just had to put myself in a position where my back's against the wall. And I know that I have to grow my business because also like I tell people this story and I think that sometimes it's like, when people talk about going all in on yourself, I think that there's like, it should be with, but only if you're like actually a good coach and you know, you can truly provide people a great service. But like, sure. for me, I knew like at that point I had studied this shit for years and years. I've been obsessed with this for years. I got these clients, great results. I just need to get out of my own way. And so for me, like kind of burning all burning all these bridges behind me and like forcing myself to act was the thing that really um clicked. And then like from there, that's probably about the time I met you dude, because what the first mastermind was like February twenty nineteen. Yeah, gosh, has it been that long? That's <laughs> crazy. Right. But um yeah, man, and just since then I've just been creating tons of content, um, coaching lots of people and that pretty much brings us to where we are now.
0: Yeah. You've you've been crushing it man and, and it's been cool to watch you grow and um so funny story the funny story I wanted to talk to you guys about about uh Jeremiah. And I think you might remember this we, we were having a burrito. I know it was like this the, is going to be. It's like the first or I'm second restaurant. Sorry rest bro. All right. Uh, so so guys when I was coming up started to do more of the social media thing before any of you guys knew even had heard my name before I uh, had started producing my own content. <clears throat> and what I would do is I would go on the search thing and I would just look for people that looked like they were talking about similar things as me. And um, uh, I'm pretty sure at some point, Jeremiah had followed me, okay? And, and, and like, <laughs> so this is my, uh, my, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? My insecurities like showing out back then. Um, so here I am, I'm starting to grow my online, like my following and, you know, I'm getting a couple likes a day, or a couple new followers a day. And I see this guy, Jeremiah, follow me. And then, like, I was like, okay, cool. Like, I'm following him back. And I started, like, liking his stuff. And I was like, oh, man, I like what he's talking about. Um, and then, you know, come, gosh, a few weeks later, uh, I was so insecure that I had this, this, this app that I could see who was following me and who was unfollowing me, right? So I go into this app, and Jeremiah had unfollowed me. I'm pretty sure he, like, didn't even know who I was. He had accidentally followed me or something like that. And uh, so when we first went to the mastermind, we were having a burrito and I, just, I was like, I'm gonna give this dude shit right now. Uh, and I was like, bro, I was like, you remember when you followed me on follow me? And it was just something silly, but uh, I had to talk about it with you on the show today because it was just one, a, a funny story to look like. That was almost two years ago um, and like, you know, come two years later of getting so much coaching and like. Getting right. rid of some of those insecurities, it was just funny to to give him shit. And I remember we were eating a burrito, and you're like, you're like, I'm so sorry, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I uh, I still feel so bad about that. No, just, I, I oh have no gosh. memory. I yeah. have no memory of that. Uh, so the it's thing, super funny. It's something I was talking to my wife about it probably a couple months ago, and I was like, I used to give people shit if they unfollowed me. It was so crazy. Um, <laughs> but a couple things about your story that I want to talk about. Um, so you talked about like how you felt like you never had purpose and like you were never going anywhere. Right. Um, and that's super funny because. That if, if you go back and look at my life, the story's very similar. Like I was an average baseball player. I was, and right. this is at the youth. Like I played all the way up to high school level, and then I discovered girls and um, and pot, and I stopped doing those things. <laughs> um, but I was always average baseball player. I was an average, you know, uh, football player for the years that I did play. Um, I was pretty much average at everything, and it wasn't until I got into like doing mixed martial arts. That, like, I felt like, you know, around the realm of like doing things more physical and more, um, not necessarily team sport, but more solo, that it forced me to grow and realize like my own potential. Right. But, it, but it, and it's kind of the same thing with you. Like, when you broke off from being at the gym and going on your own, the only person you could rely on is yourself. Right. right? So it was either grow or die, like, your back was against the wall. And that's funny because um, recently I feel like COVID's done that to me. Right, with when when COVID nineteen hit, uh, I heard this whole this whole mindset of like being a wartime general versus a peacetime a peacetime general, right? Like all generals in in the scheme of like talking about like war and battles and stuff like that, like um, all peacetime generals are good, but it's the wartime generals that really have to show if they have what it takes to be a leader or to be successful in whatever. And you know, so, but if you take that and you put that in entrepreneurship and coaching, and all these different things, um, I realized that I too had to, to see what I was made of, right? So um, there's something to be said about having your back against the wall and your feet to the flames. Like when you wrote that, you know, when you, you, you struck that credit card for, you know, the money that we pay and it's half of your paycheck, um, that probably felt, um, probably felt a certain way, but we could probably, and I'll ask you this question. So that being said, knowing that your back was against the wall and you had to invest in yourself or, or, or die essentially. Right. Does that make it to where when you have conversations with clients about investing in themselves? Does that make that conversation go a lot more easily and maybe feel like you can speak life to people when you have to have that type of conversation? Oh, absolutely. And I mean, one of the biggest things that I'm a
1: proponent of is like how can you force yourself to take action? I think that so many people look at things like this as like okay, who I am as a person, like recent history shows me that like for the last 5 years for example, I've been trying to get in shape. Yeah. And I tell myself every fucking week, is it okay if I swear on this? Yeah, you're
0: good. Okay, I figured it but. was it was uncensored in the the first like interview I had was when I had Cody on and that dude was effing everything and I was like, Well, my, my show is no longer uncensored. So yeah, go ahead. Perfect. I appreciate him breaking the ice for me. But Like if we look at
1: like so many people have on a call, right? Like Mm. every week for the last five years, I've recommitted. Okay. This is the week I'm going to try harder. This is the week I'm going to get in shape. But it's like, the reality is if you don't change something outside of yourself, shit isn't going to change. Just Mm. like for me, like, okay, this is the week I'm going to create, hold myself to a higher standard. I'm going to create better content. I'm just going to try harder, but like shit wasn't working. So one of the best things we can do is okay. How can I make it more painful for me to not follow through? With the things at one, mm. and for most people, that's truly like investing money. That's what like I charge a lot for coaching. Like as you know, like if you give somebody a product for free, because the reality is like our clients could go out, our clients could look at our social media, and they could figure out okay, what's a great plan for me? What should my nutrition look like? But so much of this is truly like the accountability, having a coach that force you to become so much more consistent. And a big part of that is honestly like this investment in yourself like for me i knew if i spent that much money i wasn't gonna fuck around like i literally didn't have a choice to fuck around and it would become so much more painful if i didn't get the results that i wanted out of this from the amount i invested with and like that's often something that i talk to clients about as well on the initial call like the reality is this is an investment in yourself but is it truly more painful like there's a saying is the pain of changing greater than the pain of staying the same so I think that's also something that's very important to weigh like what is not changing going to cost you? Like what is, what is like imagine five more years of being stuck exactly where you're at. Is that truly worth saving like the investment for what I'm going to teach you over the next three months to get you out of your way and like become this person you want to be in five years as opposed to like just spinning your wheels for forever.
0: Right. That makes and sense. It makes, and it, yeah, absolutely. And, it, and it's something that, um, especially right now. Right. And, and the amount of times that <clears throat> I know me personally, we talked a little bit about this before, like how much reinforcing we're having to do with like the things that people are struggling with. And it seems like there's like this repetitive thing of like, I'm going to do better this week. Okay, cool. And then it's like, I'm going to do better the next week. And it's like, okay, cool. Um, but that's happening at all levels. Right. That's happening. And, and, and I'll share something with me too. Like that's happened with me. That's happening with clients. It seems like that that's happened with you over time and it's funny because it reminds me of a story of um, like for the past, I would say, I don't know, six, seven, eight months almost. Um, the truth of the matter is, is I'm pretty okay with like physically how I look, right? My, right. my, my body composition is where I needed to be. But I had this belief of like, I'm, I've am i always had times where I'm either trying to gain muscle, trying to perform or trying to get lean, right? It's just something that the, the, the endless chase of the, the, you know, the, the rat race essentially. Right. And this went on for a long time and, you know, one Sunday I look at my wife and uh and I'm gonna tie this all back together. So one Sunday I look at my wife and I'm like, okay, um, I'm gonna start diet starts Monday, right? The, the typical thing we we hate when clients say and my clients know that like when they tell me they're gonna start something on Monday and it's like a Thursday, I'm like, why not just start in the next thirty minutes? <laughs> right. And I, and I look at them like straight in the face, like just start in the next thirty minutes. And they're like, Oh, so not Monday? I'm like, No, right now. But here I am falling victim to the same like mindset, right? And and my wife and and You know, we're all in the the wake up warrior coaching too. So, like, you know, the queen looks at the king, and she's like, she's like, how do you expect to change something when you keep doing the same things over and over again? Nothing about your routine has changed. And I'm like, (laughs) okay, totally. So, I but but that like that shock made me realize that like, how am I going to expect to actually get my diet on point and to actually get back on top of my nutrition when I'm just repeating the same routines time in and time out? And and there there's there's probably people listening to this right now that every Monday, they tell themselves like, hey, I'm going to start X result, you know, the journey to X result on Monday. When in fact, if the the routine or the pain hasn't become enough, like I wasn't at a place body composition wise, that made me want to try hard enough to get the thing.
1: Right. right. So
0: for those of you listening to this right now, like, where like, a lot of times when somebody doesn't, like, if you're not sticking to something, the issue is always a misalignment or the pain point isn't painful enough. And that's a great point that Jeremiah pointed out. So that's something to really take home from that. Um, So good stuff, dude. Uh, So I want to know more about like your transition to online coaching, right? Like sure, like, you you know, you had to sign a non-compete and all these different things, but um, you kind of said before that online coaching was something that you were attracted to already, right? Right. So what about online coaching like drew you to it and made you like really chase after that thing? Honestly, man, I have always loved the idea of
1: creating content and I just mm-hmm. want to be able to reach more people and like full disclosure too, like, I do like being able to like be on a bigger <laughs> platform and like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: even like, I mean, it's cool to see so many more people. Like it's so dope now to like, be able to see like, Whoa, I just signed somebody up from Latvia. Like where is mm-hmm. Latvia? I have no idea, but it, or like Bulgaria or like just annoying or like if do you ever hop on your podcast and like look at where your listener mm-hmm. locations are it's like people it's in like, india and stuff like that I'm it's like, insane oh, okay. dude yeah. or like yeah like hopping on a call with somebody from india like yo i can help you like and like them telling you about like how much your content has helped them for me it's like it was the path to one i don't ever feel like i love coaching people in person but it never really seemed like something that was super scalable to me mm-hmm. like and I, I'm a very old learning person when I like, do most things like this. So for me, it was never like, I just didn't ever see myself being able to create that much impact um, with in-person coaching
0: mm-hmm.
1: compared to like the amount of people I could reach and help online, both as a coach and as a content creator so that was a big part of it i also feel like online coaching truly allows you to dive into people's lives so much more than in-person coaching is and i don't know if part of this is just maybe it's just a product of me having so much better systems now for like nutrition and lifestyle than i did when i was an in-person trainer right but i know like with in-person training it was very much like okay i see this person two hours a week throughout the session we like chat about their nutrition. But I really feel like outside of this, my impact to them is limited. Whereas with online coaching, it's like most of my clients, most every day we're going back and forth. Okay, what's going on? Um, what's going on this weekend? Like, what do we need to be ready for? Okay, I see this in your metric tracker for today. Like what's, um, tell me about what happened with your macros here. I see your sleep is like, you only got four hours of sleep the last couple of nights. Like let's talk about what you're doing with your stress management tonight. So you can get better sleep. And I feel like the beauty of online coaching is It allows us to scale and help so many more people with all these other pieces of their lives that it's just a lot more effective in my experience. Mm -hmm. Now, again, I feel like it very much depends on how you deliver it. And the reality is like when I was an in-person coach, I probably could have implemented a lot of these systems a lot better. Like, as I'm sure you can attest to, because I know you have a very successful in-person coaching business as well, Mm -hmm. but um like for me that's one of the things that really attracted it and also just like wanting to create so much more content especially when i started creating content so i started writing for i started writing for mind pump and that was kind of the thing that spurred me to like start creating more content basically you listen to mind pump right
0: mm-hmm. okay so yeah
1: so my pump Sal was like dude you got to start posting at least three times a week and like at that point I was terrified to start posting but like for me I started posting and again I saw like it started getting traction it was helping a lot of people people seemed to enjoy it It it's like oh this is dope and truly content creation is still one of my favorite things so for me then just like this transition to online coaching made even more sense because I wanted to like just be able to create more of this does that make sense
0: yeah And what's cool about it and what's cool about it too is like uh, and, and you kind of said it, right? Like when you were coaching in person, like maybe the processes and the systems weren't there. So I actually kind of developed this belief pattern now. So there, there's a, there's a couple coaches and people that I work with, like, like developing them, you know, right. as coaches and as leaders and stuff. Right. And I think that the best spot, uh, cause I've been coaching now for 10 years, like, I think the best spot for most people to be in is kind of like a hybrid. Right, because you can take like I've taken all I've taken all of my online processes for nutrition coaching for mm-hmm. um, for individual program design. I've taken those pieces of the puzzle and I've just simply plugged them into what we do in person. Right. right? So like you know if I you know we sign up a, a person at our gyms like wants to be a nutrition client. Okay. Right. Cool. Well, there's here's A. There's B. There's C. There's D. And then I deliver that to my coaches, and um and it's funny because I've kind of blazed the trail on like we are a, like a hybrid, like we do both. We have both sides of the thing or both, both sides of the coin. And, and, and you're right. Like that is 100% more effective, but I do agree that the online side is more scalable as far as like impact is concerned because there's only so many people I can touch in a day in my gym in person. There's only so many people that I can give that, that one-on-one piece with. And then with the content creation um, it's funny because I, you know, originally I was coached by uh, Craig Ballantyne and, he was like the first one was like, dude, like, you know, if you want to grow your gym, you need to produce more content. I'm like, like, I need to figure out a way to get more ads and run challenges. And he's like, well, no, (laughs) I think if you produce more content, you'll, you'll, you know, you'll uh, establish yourself as a, as a subject matter expert. And I was like, well, so there's this whole imposter syndrome thing. Like, it's scary. Like, what if, you know, what if mind pump Sal jumps on one of my posts and says that I'm full of crap? You know, but the reality is, so he asked me, and it's something that I still talk to people about today. Like I've got a couple of coaches now that are starting to do more online stuff. And um, he said that he said, Cody, it's, it's your moral responsibility. If you have something that can help somebody to share it. Right. And I was like, you know, well, my, my, my rebuttal was all my, you know, my, my high school buddies are making fun of me and they're like laughing at my selfie videos. Cause at the time Craig had made me do a 30 day selfie video challenge. Okay. So every day I'm like, Oh, listen to my phone. I'm going to say some stuff. I'm going to sound stupid. And then I'm going to pitch them. Right. And I started doing it and I was like, Craig, I don't know if I can keep doing this. People are trying to make fun of me. And he was like, let me get this straight. You're willing to have a less abundant life and to put less food on the table for your family and to provide less impact because of your buddies making fun of you. And I was like, hmm, well, if you put it, it like it. that, it seems kind of silly. Right? right. And 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 it's funny because as I kept going, those people that were chirping stopped chirping as much and then they signed up for my coaching instead. <laughs> you know, and, that, and that kind of like a funny thing, right? right no I
1: agree 100% man and I feel like with content creation too like that's what I mentor a few people as well and that's one of the biggest things we talk about is like imposter syndrome and I know for me I felt that so strongly and I truly think that if you struggle with feeling like an imposter one of the best things you can do is like surround yourself with the people that you look up to because like taking it back to the first mastermind when we went to that the first one I was terrified bro to like from like following you for a brief period of time and then unfollowing you or like everybody else there was like fuck I don't even belong in this room I feel like right. Jason Phillips is like gonna yell at me and
0: I, you know what I mean like like I felt he like, did it Danny remember when he was like grilling really <laughs> Danny in that, that video I tell
1: people that story all the time that's yeah. the funniest shit I've heard but um but anyways and then like being there and like realizing like damn everybody is so similar to me like Everybody here has very similar insecurities, which truly, like, and that's the coolest thing about being at like the Impact Collectives or like our masterminds. Like, and I feel like this is pretty universal. Like, most everybody has like the same insecurities. It's just the people that some people like take action despite of that, some people don't. Mm -hmm. And I feel like if you're someone that's like looking up to someone you see as like way ahead of you, so I know, like, for me, for the longest time, it was like me looking up at cody and then like literally being to um cody mcgroom not you bro sorry mm, i'm sorry i, right. I, I know exactly bro. what you're talking about <laughs> no tr- truly man i do look up sure. to you man, i For appreciate sure. you but um in that case like and then like getting there and actually like meeting him talking to him and be like oh shit like this dude really isn't that much different than me mm-hmm. he's just like taking a lot more action than me and that's also i know we're not really even talking about coaching anymore but like i feel like that's such a powerful thing to realize is like everybody when we are talking about being an imposter like everybody has times where it's like fuck i really don't feel like I'm, i should put this out there like i'm not good enough i'm not smart enough yet but it's like it's just a normal part of the game i feel like
0: for sure you know i mean i remember hearing uh, jason phillips actually talked about it on a podcast about like when he started producing content or like you know he tells the story and i don't know if you've heard it when he was like you know i was on an airplane and i just decided that i needed to start a nutrition certification and he said he asked the question of like why not me Right. Right. And and I remember he talked about that and he said something about, you know, when he started producing content, he thought, you know, John Berardi and Bio Lane, were going to jump on his post and start talking smack to him. And it was funny because I did the same thing. And then when you, you're right. When you said to the mastermind, you like, I watched you produce content. I watched Quran produce content. I'd, I'd started following every single person who was in our group just to see what they're up to. Right, And then when you get in a room with them and you listen to everybody say the same thing, um, just kind of taken back of like, I can't believe that all these like put together people that like, that I follow. And then I totally like, I mean, even recently there's been times where like, I, was, Dude, I just don't feel like creating a post today. And right. then like, Mr. Consistent, Jeremiah puts up a post. I'm like, well, shit, Jeremiah's going to do it. I need to put up something too, you know, like, <laughs> right. um, but, but it's like, I, I look at that as role modeling. Right. So a lot of coaches, when they, when they ask me like, Hey, you know what, you know, what's my best bet to to grow my coaching or to start doing content or start doing any of that, like, um, at this point, like anything that, uh, anything that has been or could be created has been created in some way, shape or form. It's all about repurposing, and reporting it. Right. So I'm like, you know, I, I teach them this concept of like role modeling, which is what you're talking about. Like find people you can look up to and, and not copy them, but how can you model what they're doing? It's successful. Right. right. Take what they're doing, make it uniquely your own and repurpose it. Right. And And Like if you follow enough, you probably follow every coach there probably is that does any form of like useful content. If you look at them, they're all eerily similar. They're just saying them in their own voice, Um, which was like this cool realization that I came to as I got into this game a little bit deeper on the online side, anyways. Exactly. Um, Yeah, we're not
1: creating. We're not like recreating these new concepts within nutrition or like a brand new style of periodization that no one has ever like stumbled across before it's very much like how does what we're speaking out there connect with our clients or like the people that potentially want to work with us like maybe something about how I say things that's like oh shit like that really makes sense how Jeremiah gets it like in his his journey his struggle to get here that's very similar to my own like I feel like he is where I want to be a couple years down the road from now and that's that's what I feel like because truly like again man it's not about like our content in itself, like anybody could build a smart training program or a smart nutrition protocol from that. But it's about like this connection we create within coaching. I feel like that's truly where the power of it is. Does that make sense?
0: For sure. For sure. And and that perfectly bridged us into my next question. So I was actually reading something about this, I don't know, last week, some point it was, it was something that it was on um, Dr. John Russin's site. It was a blog about like, you know, leadership in the coaching industry. And, and um, Luca actually wrote the article. And one of the things that he talked about was like a personal coaching philosophy, right? Like what, like, what is your, like, for instance, like I look at that as like culture in the gym, right? right. Like culture is like, this is how we do things around here, right? right. So for you, uh, this, you know, this led me down a path of like, literally me mapping out, like I have my philosophy in here, but like I needed to write it down, right? right. So for me, I realized like my coaching, my personal coaching philosophy is, um, that like you can be functional, you can be strong, um, and, and, uh, you can be aesthetically pleasing. Um, but all these things need to be sustainable in nature, meaning you can do what you're doing now at 30 until, you know, you're 65 or 70. Right. And that's kind of my personal coaching philosophy. What would you say your personal coaching philosophy is? me on the spot here uh, so i try to build you up so that you can think about it a little bit <laughs> so i mean first and foremost
1: one of the biggest things i focus on is just always meeting the individual where they're at so that's right, right. like on the initial call i always tell people like yo i have no agenda for you we might track macros or we might follow like a handful portion size diet if that's a better fit for you Maybe you know that you prefer a higher fat. So if so, we're gonna stick with that. Um if you're vegan, dope. like if you feel like that's what best aligns with what you want in your life. That's perfect. So I think again, sustainability is exp- within anything, the all around theme is like the most important things we're gonna focus on are always adherence and sustainability. Mm-hmm. So we can look at like, and you know as well as anybody, like I loved it, and I know you're the same way, like nerd out over what's the most optimal program and. Right protocol we could possibly create but like within coaching the reality is for our clients if we aren't giving them some shit they can stick to for the rest of their lives we're not helping them like I was just telling a dude this morning like he was talking about like he wants to be able to go on a date night with his wife and drink some wine and I was like dude I could give you a chicken and broccoli meal plan right now and three months down the road from now which is like the minimum of time that I require people to work with me you could be shredded but six months down the road from now when we don't work together anymore and you want to go on a date with your wife, you're sick of just eating chicken and broccoli. You're not going to have any idea of what to do to sustain these results. So I haven't really helped you long term. So it's really like what long-term is sustainable for the client, which is almost, because then that almost, which I wish I had a better answer to that because that Mm -hmm. almost makes it like, I really don't have this specific philosophy for nutrition because it does so much vary like Um, but again, like it's meeting the client with where they're at sustainably within nutrition, as far as training goes, it's very much like, again, I like, I like the idea of being functional, meaning we can move well through squat, hinge, lunge, push, pull. Mm -hmm. We're strong in these variations, but we also look good. So again, kind of like this, I always think of like the Spartans from 300, right? Like, like
0: absolutely
1: shredded. Exactly, like, they could fuck somebody up on the battlefield, but they also look great. Like, that's very much what we're chasing, but we also need a big part of sustainability, both with in training and nutrition. Like, within training, it should be fun. So, like, for me, and again, it's such a blend of like, okay, we have some bodybuilding work here. Then we're like, but well, to that, we're applying EMOMs. So, or like pulling all this different, or like AMRAPs, all this different stuff from CrossFit. We're working in some conditioning work. Um, so again, like, damn it. I wish I, I wish I had a, I wish I had better. Like I do. No, I think, I think you're
0: explaining it perfectly. And I think you're really going into like, it it seems to me like your philosophy is like personalized, right? Like you want people to have, um, and and that's, and it's kind of goes in line with like what I believe too, as far as like, if you listen to like, you know, Sam Miller talk about how he delivers nutrition, like there's diet and then there's nutrition, right? Diet is like, you're going to do this thing. You're going to fit into this box. You're going to eat a certain way. You're going to do this. You're going to do that. Whereas like nutrition is like, you know, what's best for you. I think all around what I'm hearing from your philosophy is like, I think you meet a person where they are, you get them, or you deliver to them what is best for them, wherever exactly. that place is. Right. Versus like trying to fit them in and like, this is how Jeremiah programs. Right. right. Cause I look at that as like more of a method. Whereas like a exactly. philosophy is like you, you're your, you you create an approach that is 100% personal and individualized to the person knowing that it may be different from, you know, another client that you have and I think that's awesome I think it's beautiful in my opinion it's probably the best thing that's what most people need anyways
1: thank you no yeah. I yeah. couldn't agree more and that's like the hard thing too is like so many people ask me before like um like before the initial call like hey can you just tell me like what what is your nutrition coaching like what does it look like as far as like what are your methods or like and it's like well it's so much just depends because truly I like right. we get so deep into like what's your personality type? Um, what are the biggest obstacles in your life? What really, like what's made you fall off in the past? And then from that, that's like, okay, I know like as far as their training, this is probably going to be the smartest approach for them. This is what they're going to enjoy the most. Like maybe this dude needs fat loss, but he also mentioned like he wants to get jacked biceps. So well, whereas like a shit ton of bicep curls might not be the best option for fat loss. Like I know I'm going to work in like a bicep finisher at the end and make him really enjoy this program or like, Same thing with their nutrition. It's like such a, I need to like come up with a very clear, like, (laughs) but still, still a work in progress.
0: Yeah, no, I think it's great. Um, And and so I had all these like questions about um, nutrition and I can already tell we're not going to have enough time for all of it. But uh, so let's talk a little bit about programming. Let's get it. Um, I love the programs that you put out. I watched them. I hit save on them sometimes and and I go in and and, uh, and obviously I compare them to what I do and, and it's kind of like a, like a sounding board, right? Right. Um, and, and and what's always great is like, even though we come from different places, we still deliver things that are like very similar. Right? Cool. And, and it's because there's like, you know, there, cause so many people do talk about methods. Right. Um, and, and that Dan John quote of like methods are many principles are few methods always change principles never do. Like that is something that's in my mind all the time because there are a certain amount of principles that like, it, it really doesn't matter, you know, what, you know, what the person wants there, there's training right? And then training with principles. And then there's methods. Um, but when clients come to us, they often don't have something like that. They got right. something from this keto coach on, you know, whatever. And he delivers this, this templated thing to them. Um, so uh, the question is uh, what are some like training issues that you see with clients when they come to you? And, and as you think about it, issues that we typically see both in the online space, especially cause like I get a lot of like CrossFitters and stuff like that. Right. Um, past competitive CrossFitters. And and, and I can identify with that because I came from a similar thing. But one of the bigger issues that I personally see with people when they come to me is they typically are doing too much, right? They should be training four days, but they're training six days with, you know, a 10 mile run on Saturdays after their weight training program. And they did a Metcon, right? Like, um, I find that people come to me training far too much and um, are curious why they're not making results when they're training so much. For you, like, what are some typical issues that you see In clients when they come to you from a programming standpoint
1: all right so i typically anymore i attract more intermediate to advanced clients Mm -hmm. so whereas it used to always be like the typical like okay you've just been doing boot camps so pretty much you've just been jumping around and you have never actually built any muscle now it's more like intermediates that have like okay i've been following like a relatively well structured again like we're touching on everything with decent amount of frequency i'm training different variations of squat hinge lunge push pull a couple times a week that's more what i work with now so Mm -hmm. there i typically see first like people see being so is it okay if i speak to that
0: yeah yeah you're good that's perfect
1: so there, like first and foremost i typically see people trying to force feed movement patterns too much or like specific movements too much they just aren't a good fit for their body so for example like a barbell deadlift or a barbell back squat is a great example of that. And I think because again, I work with many like newer coaches slash like intermediate lifters, um, it's so easy. Like I know for me, when I first started coaching and I read the book Starting Strength, I was like, "All right, <laughs> everybody's got a that's, rib-
0: that's Ribito, right? Yes, Mark sir, ribito, yes, sir." Yeah, yeah.
1: Somebody asked me a question on the Q and A actually on my thoughts about Starting Strength, which is basically like everybody should just and I-, I don't I don't want to shit on Starting Strength by any means, but. <laughs> It was basically like, everybody should barbell back squat, everybody should barbell deadlift, everybody should barbell overhead press and barbell bench press. But the reality is for so many of our clients, like those movements just aren't a good fit. So I think one of the biggest mistakes people make is like force feeding a movement that just doesn't work well for their anatomy or their injury history. Like, and I know, like, for me personally, I just tried to force myself to barbell back squat, and I was constantly tweaking my back. It felt like shit. Whereas, like, now if I sub in, like, a hack squat, a Bulgarian split squat, something like that, Mm -hmm. it works much better. So that's one of the biggest mistakes that I see that's often, like, people just have been trashing their joints for years. Whereas, like, okay, if we just swapped, like, this barbell bench press for a dumbbell low incline press, your shoulders will feel so much better. You'll actually be able to make progress again. Um, Next, I would say is not... (laughs) not having clear progressions. So again, or just like going by feel too much. And typically even clients I work with will already be following a training program, but they don't have like clear progressions for say reps and reserve target load or rep increases. So for example, like let's say I have Okay, every week for the next four weeks, I'm going to go in, I'm going to bench press, I'm going to hit four sets of five to 10. But so many people will just go into this and like, okay, what weight feels good this week? All right, 70 this week, um, 60 this week, 70 this week, and people kind of, without realizing it, just kind of end up doing the same sets, reps, and weights across the course of months. And just not really making any progress. Whereas like when you're a beginner, it's very easy to go in and just throw more weight on the bar every week and just keep making progress. Right. Mm -hmm. I think that one of the biggest things that like more intermediate to advanced lifters need to really get dialed in on is what are my progressions like on a set by set basis weekly. So one of the things that I like to do is really across the course of a meso cycle. So like typically a four to six week training block. I'll lay out our progression scheme. So like week one, okay, we have three to four reps in reserve, right? So we're leaving three to four reps in the tank. Week two, maybe we have three. Week three, we have two. Week four, we have one. Week five is zero to one. Then we're going to deload. Then we'll start the process over. So the beauty of this is we know because we're decreasing by one RAR every week, we should be able to – so let's say we bench pressed. Week one, let's say we hit – three sets at three, 15, four, seven, six, five. This mm-hmm. is you mentioned for sure, not me, cause I couldn't mention it. But <laughs> wrong um, here. <laughs> so if we know next week we're decreasing RIR by one, then we should be able to add a rep to each of those sets with the same weight, or we should look to add a little bit load, a little, ugh, a little bit of load mm-hmm. across all five weeks. We're progressing that. So the problem here is, if we don't have like a clear progression there. So basically that forces us to get close enough to failure to achieve these effective reps, which like, as I'm sure you know, like we need to be relatively close to failure to stimulate muscle growth. We don't want to take it to failure all the time. Cause like you said, there's also this problem of us doing too much, but if we're too far away from failure or we're not creating new stimulus, then we're also not going to grow. So the beauty of this is it gets people hyper-focused on like week to week how am I progressing? Am I actually making progress or am I just coming in here without doing it, doing the same shit that like, well, it feels, well, it still feels relatively challenging because again, that's part of it being an intermediate lifter. Like you can lift a decent amount of weight. Well, it still feels relatively challenging. I'm not actually doing any more than I have for like the last three months. So I think that just not having a clear progression scheme is one of the biggest mistakes there. And then finally, I would say just switching things up too much which like even for me has been a relatively new realization so especially like within our compound movements because again like let's say i have you hit a back squat and actually i'd be interested to hear your thoughts on this because i know like with your background where coming from like initially a more crossfit background and i don't at all want to hit you in a box there either but Mm -hmm. i know like initially coming from a CrossFit background where there's a lot of variation and here I'm talking more specific again, like most of my clients The goal is we want to build as much lean muscle as possible, right? So there like it makes sense for us across multiple months I was literally just explaining this to a client the other day because she was asking like A large part of her program from the last mesocycle to this one or very similar So I was explaining to her like hey, this is very intentional because like let's say last phase We had you hit a barbell back squat This phase, your main squat pattern is a Zurcher squat or a front squat and you're running, like for her, she runs four week mesocycles. So we have three weeks where we're accumulating volume and intensity, one week where we're deloading. So for her, if, okay the barbell or like the zercher squat is a brand new movement for her really week one and week two are just kind of like feeling out okay where am i truly hitting this reps and reserve target because a lot of the first couple weeks of a new movement are skill acquisition us literally just getting more skilled at the movement we're not really actually stimulating a lot of muscle growth at that time generally for like more complex movements just because it is more complicated so our body's literally just trying to learn the skill of it then after that is where we really get a feel for like Okay. I know like a two, a true, like three reps in reserve for me is 275 with the zerger squat. So maybe by like week three, we have that figured out. So we have one week where we're really stimulating the muscle and then week four, we deload. And then the next week we switch up movement patterns again. So like across the course of a month, maybe we got one week where we really truly were stimulating a lot of muscle growth. Whereas the beauty of keeping a lot more movement similar is across multiple months, we can look, okay. Where was I last mesocycle with weight reps? How could I progress it this month and this month and this month? So one of the, and again, man, like this has been, cause I used to think that for my clients, like I need to switch up everything, every single month to keep them entertained. But again, like, I think that one of our goals as coaches is also to now again, like this is very much a mixed bag. Cause I also think I know a huge part of training program too, is like keeping people entertained. So how I like to do this is like, Compound movements our first couple metric based movements of the, the day Are gonna stay the same for multiple months. We might even switch up like our ref schemes But you can very clearly see like where we're progressing month to month Am I building off what I did last phase or no and then mm-hmm. with like our Isolation work then we'll add in like some fun finishers. We'll add in a lot more variation there because also those take less skill to really be effective with like a bicep curl, most of us can pick up a dumbbell right away, do a curl, and I'm like, oh shit, okay, I feel my bicep, we're right. good, right? Whereas that's a lot different than like if we're constantly varying our deadlifts or like a back squat to a front squat to a Zercher squat. So, um, kind of lost my train of thought there. So, that's really, I think, the biggest piece of it too is like being smart with how we're varying it. And again, like that, and typically it's like the latter half of the program. I like to incorporate a lot more variation to keep the client engaged, but also, okay. Bringing it back to what I was, I remember my point now, like also a big part of coaching is many people before they work with you as a coach, I feel like haven't made progress because it's so easy to get shiny object syndrome. And I think one of our biggest goals is, or like our biggest job as a coach is to keep the client focused on what they want Mm long-term. Like, for example, I have so many clients that. Okay. Again, like I'm an intermediate trainee. I've been training relatively smart for a long time. My nutrition has been kind of one point for a long time. I want to drastically change my physique. So we know that's going to require like six months to 10 months of us just eating in a slight surplus and building lean muscle. But I'll have so many clients that will start that process. And okay, a month in like, damn, I feel a little bit too fluffy. I'm going to go back to a cut when the reality is like them bouncing back and forth between fat loss, Get bigger, fat loss get bigger this is the reason that they, 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 they've spun their wheels so long without working with the coach and haven't made progress. So, like, similarly with training, and then, like, well, it would be like, oh, no, I saw somebody doing this move on Instagram. I want to go, go do that. We also have to keep the. It's, a ve- it's very much walking a fine line of like, okay, we do want to keep the client engaged, but also sometimes it's having these hard conversations of like, yo, the best route for you right now is like, no, we're not going to go back to a cut. We need more time focusing on building this. We can lose fat quickly in the future. But right now we need to stay this one course. Or like even the same thing with a training program. Like let's let's keep progressing this movement for another mesocycle. And then if you still want to switch things up or like try and incorporate in this new movement, we absolutely can. But we also have to like make sure that we're putting what you want long-term over what immediately sounds more satisfying, but probably won't get you very many results long-term.
0: Yeah, and that's and so there's 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 that's literally uh, it's funny you said that because I was writing something down. And I often like take notes as people are talking just so I can keep trains of thought. Uh, so I put too much variations. Another thing that I see, and for and you hit that perfectly because I know for me primarily coming from um, like my only education came around and based around CrossFit. So when I tend to get a lot of those people both online that follow me and then when my obviously clients that come to my gym who you know get referred from somebody or by somebody know that we were across the gym at one point <clears throat> and then but the, the the reality is is that when you do change things up too much um it, which again you hit you hit it beautifully too like you know most clients are beginner intermediate advanced right so the coach needs to know like who are you training right i know for me in our gyms that intermediates are pretty much what we're going to see across the board so you know for my beginner clients the variation is going to work really really well for them that's where crossfit does so well for so many people when they pr- do that only as their thing but my, my my question and my challenge is always like we have to play this this game of you know what is fun and what will give you results because what you're hiring my gym and me for is to give you results and if i'm going to right. give you results variation depending on where you are is not the best thing for you right. and um, delivering that in a clever way has been something that has been a little bit of a challenge for me from from my background having to break through that that box that I'm often put in right um, because both inside of my group my group designs too um, did, a lot of my coaches that uh, are on my team initially as I started to change things up they're like why are we doing the same thing every week and um, it's because they were used to deadlifts on one day presses on one day, you do clean and jerk on the next day. Like they're used to this constant variation, but like come to find out it's not actually uh, uh, something that is supported by evidence unless you're a beginning athlete. And then as I started to train things up and we will often stay on, you know, and I progress a little bit different just so people can get their shiny, your shiny object syndrome. Like I might stick stick to the same pattern, the same thing, but I might progress the movement instead. So instead of one week, you know, maybe one week we do a split squat or a single, a single arm suitcase split squat. The next week, I might do rear foot elevated split squat. The week after that, I might do front foot elevated split squat. The week after that, I might be do rear foot and front foot elevated, but like progressing the movement so that people get that thing right. or that, that shiny object. But the pattern is still the same and the exercise is very similar so that I can know that I'm gonna also deliver them results. Um, so that's something that we've touched on too. And then I think people that are listening to this right now need to know, number one, like where you are on the spectrum of like uh, what I would call your training age, right? Where you are in your training age, there's also this thing called a strength continuum, right? So when you first start training and Jeremiah, you know, this very well, when a client first start training, they are developing, they're getting that skill acquisition. They're getting that motor control. They're developing muscular endurance and they can't develop that. Um, and, or they can develop that simply by just getting muscle contractions done right right muscle contractions in a similar pattern but when most people start off on the strength continuum they should spend a lot of time in that muscle endurance thing and then they start getting into the heavier stuff and getting more into strength endurance which is lifting things that are heavier over and over and over again and then to maxes and then to what we would call in the crossfit space uh battery work which is like lift something heavy when you're fatigued and being able to recharge your battery and do it over and over and over again right, right. um so you actually explained that perfectly. And it's funny, like right before you said in one more thing, I had just finished writing down too much radiation. Uh, so that's it. awesome. You can tell we're coached by the same person and we follow the same stuff. probably too. I love it, dude. No, I couldn't agree more, man. Yeah. Um, so we are running out of time very quickly and I want to respect your time too. I got a uh, coaching call later today, but <clears throat> um, I had like 10 more questions that, so we're gonna have to do this again because I had 10 more Let's questions that I didn't get to ask you. Um, so the I guess the last thing that I will finish up on before we get to my personality questions. They're not super challenging, so it's gonna be fine. Um what's the most rewarding part about coaching?
1: Dude, I am so sorry before I answer this. Can I pee quick? I'm seriously. Do your thing. About- Do your oh, thing, dude. So I'll be right back. <laughs> I mean, I'm so sorry about that. You're good. I'm not sure made my, it.
0: Uh, one of my team members is asking me to get that instruction for um, the COVID stuff about masks in the gym. So I'm like trying to find out for her really quick. <laughs> um, let me get her this link really quick. and then yeah, no stress, it. dude. Um, crazy times. <laughs> <really> all right. <laughs> all right. Uh, so where were we? Miserable. All right, so just to just to respect your time a little bit there, Jeremiah, uh, I want to I, I got to get this in because I'm super curious, and I do have a lot of coaches that listen to this as well. But for you, like, what's the most rewarding part about like being a coach? Like, what's that thing that just like gets you excited every day to get up and do this thing, over and over and answer the emails over and over again and produce the content over and over and over again? Like, what's that thing that gets you pumped up? Very
1: much, man. It's like seeing people go on a similar journey to
0: what I feel like I've been
1: on not so much physically, but mentally. And yeah. I know I didn't touch on this too much, but like for me, before I started coaching, which it's ironic for me, cause I don't have a story. Like I got fucking jacked and then I was crazy confident and that changed my life. Like for me, it was. I don't very- know. Some
0: of those pictures that you posted up when you went through your cut <laughs> that one time were pretty ridiculous. I appreciate it, dude. <laughs> but But like for me, it was very much like I was
1: super insecure. I I don't I never like to say like I was depressed because I'd never know like how like on the scale right you know what I'm saying but like for me very unhappy with who I was as a person and I always felt like there was this massive gap for me like from where I was to the man I wanted to be and I knew I was capable of being like for the longest time I felt like there was this huge gap there and like for me. Going through this, which ironically for me, like coaching was the process that kickstarted that. Like I worked with Daniel, then I was like, "Damn, like this is crazy!" Like so, I started just diving into all these personal development books. I did all these things, like taking all these risks. Like became over the last five years, I've grown so much closer to the man that I want to be. Like I feel like I've closed that gap so much. But I always think about like how frustrating it was to like be like trying to converse with someone and just feeling like I was so far or like even like sitting in my room just thinking about like Fuck, I am so far from the person I want to be but I have no idea how to get closer because it's like we talked about here I was just spinning my wheels over and over and over again and for me now the dope thing about coaching is like almost in a way fitness is the vessel but the real thing is like as you know man it helps people close that gap so much like when people do this they start valuing themselves so much more their confidence is is so much higher and then like your clients start doing all this stuff with their lives taking all these risks um like literally just living their lives so much more as the people that they want to be a better more confident version of themselves and for me that's so cool to see that's by far the most rewarding thing for me to see because i've been on both sides of that too and i know how terrible it feels to like be stuck in this place where you're kind of like spinning the wheels your wheels you have no confidence in yourself like you always tell yourself you're going to do shit but you never follow through so being on the other side of that and knowing like i am someone that keeps my promises to myself and seeing your confidence grow and again just like living your life as the person that you want to be being able to help people achieve that for themselves is definitely the most rewarding thing for me
0: Awesome answer. And, it, and it's I, that, that rings true for me in so many cases. Like initially I started coaching and doing this thing for me, like, because uh, I didn't want to work my job anymore. And I like fitness. Right. But then, hey. you know, you, you see somebody, who, cause I, you know, I was a government contractor and um, I sat around really unha- unhappy, retired military guys for years. And it, like, I literally felt like get pulled like it would siphon my energy off. Like, you know, we've seen the movie Hocus Pocus, right? That Halloween movie. Like yeah. when the lady's like sucking the aura out of these children, like I literally felt like that's <laughs> what happened to me every single day for like six years. Right. And, um, I pursued the fitness thing. Cause I was like, I can't do this anymore. I want to run a business and be rich. But like, then you, then you realize it's so much more than that. Like when you get that mom that comes to you and loses you know, tons of weight. And the person that she is, like, I have a lady right now that I'm thinking of that, you know, she started when I call her patient zero, she started with me when I was in my garage here in, in Washington. Okay. And, you know, now years later, she's like, a. she's the loudest person in the room. She's <laughs> energetic. She's very, um, like, to me, seems like extrovert now, like it's completely changed who, who she is, like the fabric of her being is different. Right. Um, so and that's cool. like a, a huge reward, right? Um, so uh, you're. I'm, I'm going to have to um, skip one of my personality questions, but the other one um, to finish up here, Jeremiah, before you you plug yourself and let people know about you, man. Um, what's the best piece of advice that you've ever gotten? Best piece of advice I have ever gotten.
1: Honestly, man, <laughs> have you ever read the book 12 Rules for Life?
0: Um, no, but you're the second person in the past two weeks has recommended that to me. Okay. Probably should pick it
1: up. So there's this quote in there, one of one of his rules for life. For me, that was a super impactful book, and honestly, it was kind of the precursor to a lot of the changes we talked about happening here within the last few years for me. One of the things he says in there is, "Do what's meaningful, not what's expedient." And I think it's truly so. Basically, like, do what's meaningful long term, not what's easiest right now. And for me, like, that's something that I think about constantly. Um, I write in my journal a lot. Just like looking at each of your choices as because i truly feel like every single time we make a choice in life we have like these two routes we can take Like we do whatever is easiest so like maybe if you're emailing a client it's like whatever like they won't know the difference if i give them a shit ton of value or if i give them a five word a five word answer right or like when, when you're training like missing that last rep or like nutrition maybe you don't track that like extra half tablespoon of peanut butter but like truly like i feel like all those little decisions like that are what add up to people feeling really fulfilled and happy with what they've accomplished versus like like i like really have just sat exactly where i'm at for the last five years so for me man i feel like that just do what's meaningful not what's expedient is that's my answer
0: yeah, that's great, and 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 you part of that. For you, is like the same. Like my best piece of advice, like I always get something, and I talk about this a lot. Is like if I go to an event, it's never the presentations that I get something from, right? It's not. It's like right. the in between stuff, the watching how people talk, how they deliver, how they move their hands, where like their body language. Like I learned so much from that, but I also do that from like quotes and advice too. Like one piece right. of advice to me can shift everything, um, and, and so like my piece was. Uh, or the best piece of advice that I've ever gotten. And it actually wasn't like told to me face-to-face. It was something that I got from, um, I think you might be familiar with that, Bedro Schulian. He says in his book, like um, how you do anything is how you do everything, right? So for me, it's like all of these things, like if I'm going to, if I'm going to do this podcast, I'm going to like, I'm going to be all here for this podcast and I'm going to make sure it's the best possible thing. But I'm also going to take that same way over to my parenting, to how I show up in my relationship, how I show up in friendships, like because I know that all these things, which goes in line with like, you know, what are they talking about in warrior, right? Stop freaking lying. Stop freaking lying. Right. Like, so now I won't even do lies. Like if I'm writing in my journal and I want to say fuck, I put fuck down. Like just because I know (laughs) that I'd be lying to myself if I didn't write that word. Right. So little simple things like that. that. Uh, I I, I love that, man. I love that. So Jeremiah, I appreciate your time today, dude. Uh, I really enjoyed the show. Um, It's sometimes I've had some in the past where I'm like, Oh man, I hope this show's okay, but I think the show was awesome. We delivered tons of value. Um, But before you go, man, go ahead and plug yourself. Where can people find out more about you? You have a show as well. I'll I'll clip it here in the show notes with it, Um, but plug yourself, man. First of all, thank you for having me here, man. This has
1: been super fun. And I would like to publicly apologize one more time. for. (laughs) (laughs) I know that we were at, at that mastermind. Tommy was like, yo, you did that to me too. And it's like, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i have no idea i must have been on an unfollowing spree. but yeah. anyways man um like you said my podcast is living lean um drop episodes three times a week if you hit up my blog at barefit.com i drop a blog every single week um always super educational and then outside of that you can just find me on instagram at jeremiah bear b-a-i-r and
0: that's it cool, man. Well, I appreciate your time today, dude. And uh, again, I'll get the information to you when we get this up. But uh, thanks for coming on. Oh, thank you for having me, man. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the show today. I know your time is valuable. And I appreciate every minute that you spent with me. If you're new to the show, make sure to hit that subscribe button and to give us a rating and review. Also, don't forget to follow me on Instagram where I post daily motivational content and free training and nutritional information. Lastly, if you've been listening to this for a while and you're thinking about working with me and my team, go ahead and email me at, Cody at virtuousfit.com and I'll see you on the next episode.